What? <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a pretty slow week this week. Uh, no basketball. XFL's in week two, and those games are kind of not great. We'll talk about it. No worries. Good afternoon, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the show, we got a not a lot to talk about. The NBA All-Star Game was this weekend. That's always a thing that happens every year. Uh, the XFL was in week two, and the NHL is still going strong. Plus, we're still talking about the Dodgers and the Astros issues. Yeah, we're still talking about that. Stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now. Welcome, welcome to Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you that are new to the program, so happy to have you here. It's always a pleasure to see our fans. Well, I guess I can't really see you, but you can see me or hear me if you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, maybe you're on SoundCloud, or maybe you're just on Facebook because that's where you can find us. See how I see how I did that? All right. Anyway, welcome to the show. You know, we like to talk about the previous week's sports news and entertainment and get into what could possibly happen over the next week. Um, like I said, there really wasn't a lot with the, the NBA All-Star break was a thing and, um, you know, XFL happened. So we'll definitely, uh, we're going to have to get into that stuff too. Um, I had a great weekend. I was down in DC and it's president's day. Happy president's day to, uh, the president, Mr. Donald Trump. It is a, a day. It's really George Washington's birthday. Um, and even that's not true. I'm pretty sure it's it's midway between Washington and Lincoln's birthday, if I remember. We're gonna have I'll have to look that one up at the break. Um, but anyway, so what a fitting way for me to spend it in Washington D.C. Looking at the monuments, the sites. It was really cool, uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it at some point on my other podcast, Big Spoon, Little Spoon. In case you haven't been there yet, uh, I talk about things that aren't sports on that one with my good buddy Jamie Grum. So look that one up, Big Spoon, Little Spoon. It's a lot of fun. All right. I'm done talking about myself. Let's talk about the NBA. That's basketball. So as you can see, uh, there is no uh, no NBA action until Thursday. But we did have the All-Star game this week. And um, there, there were really, actually, the All-Star game really boiled down into one big tribute for Kobe Bryant. I think this was awesome. And so some of the things they did, uh, they actually changed the format of how the game would be played. Uh, so the score would be reset. The score was reset to 0-0 after the first and second quarters. The winners of the first three quarters, first, second, and third, will each receive $100,000 per quarter to donate to any, it had to be a Chicago-based charity of the captain of that team's choice. So the two captains being Giannis and LeBron. Um, at the end of the third quarter, the total scores from each quarter were combined as if this were a typical game. Um, and then the fourth quarter was untimed and the first team to, to score 24 points would win or, or they would have a base score based on 24 points. Um, so for example, uh, in this game, it, it was a little over a hundred. I, I don't know if it was a hundred, right? You'd have to score 24 points to win the game. 
Um, that would be your target. The winning team received an extra $200,000. So in total, the number of money being donated to charity was 500000 And I got to give credit to the NBA for that because that was really cool. Um, it was a really nice uh, tribute to Kobe Bryant. But the other thing was that they named the trophy. The All-Star MVP trophy was also named after Kobe. Um, and that went, of course, to Kawhi Leonard. Um, first ever. Kobe Bryant All-Star MVP Award. Definitely deserved it. Uh, the end of the game, Team LeBron won 157 to 155 over Team Giannis. So uh, there you go. All-Star Weekend over. And now, oh boy, this is where things get exciting because now we're just going to skyrocket into the playoffs. I mean, we still got like a month and a half, two months, whatever it is. But we're on our way. We're on our way. Uh, so some big games uh, going on this coming week uh you have philly and brooklyn those two playoff teams right there um next this coming friday it looks like you have uh denver and okc minnesota boston not nothing too spectacular and then way down at the bottom memphis and la at least that's that may be the best thing you get right now. There is Houston and Golden State. That would be a much more exciting matchup if it was if Golden State wasn't terrible this season. Um, next year, though, watch out. Golden State could be back in action. Um, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't have started with them there. Sorry. Okay. Uh, here are the standings uh, going going into the second half of the season. Um, you have the Bucks on top. See now I'm saying them. Bucks are on top, followed by the Rafters, Celtics, Heat, Sixers. Pacers, Nets, and in eighth place right now, it's the Magic. Uh, realistically, I don't see this changing all that much as the season goes forward. Uh-oh, look, look at this. For those of you watching on our YouTube channel, you almost saw my computer get uh, shut down. We're good. We're all fine. Those of you watching on Podcast World, thanks for listening. You don't need to see what's happening on screen. It's all good. Anywho, all right. Uh, the you know there are some changes that I I could see happening. I could see the 76ers going down a peg. Uh, the Miami Heat have been uh, they've sort of lost a step or two. So have the Pacers. Um, the Nets, meanwhile, Nets are seven and three in their last ten. They've won their last two. You know maybe they'll move up a place or two. Magic maybe the Wizards go on a bit of a run here, but uh, I, I think Orlando's the team. Um, you do have like the the Wizards, Hornets, the the. Bulls who could make a, a last minute run here. Even the the um, even the Pistons could make a small run here. But uh, if you're the Knicks, Hawks, or Cavaliers, I doubt anything is going to happen for you guys. Um, so yeah, I don't see the East changing all that much at this point. Bucks are still the team to beat. The Raptors, being the defending MVP, uh, MVP reigning champions, they definitely have a good chance to make it back into the finals. Although without Kawhi, I don't I don't know. Um, so. But really, beyond those top three Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, I don't think any of the other teams have a, a legitimate shot at uh, winning the trophy this year. Going into the West, though, West is where things are really looking interesting. So you have the Lakers, of course, on top. They're, uh, they're, they've been the team to beat all season. The Clippers are finally playing together, although they did lose their last two games. Um, so you, sorry, you have the Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, Jazz, Rockets, Oklahoma City. Oh, they're they're in there too now. Look at them, seven and three in their last ten. Mavericks, Grizzlies. Uh, the surprising teams like the Trailblazers, the Spurs, they're doing okay. But um, 
it might be a little tough for them to get in. I can see the Trailblazers making a late push. Uh, they have a very solid team. I don't think the Spurs or the Pelicans are going to do it. Um, you know, a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder could easily just fall off the map again and, and go right back down. Um, you know, I think the Clippers are in a good position right now to move up to second place. I don't see them catching up to the Lakers. Uh, it would actually be really cool to see a Clippers-Lakers uh, showdown, Kawhi versus uh, LeBron and Davis in a, a seven-game matchup for the championship, the Western Conference championship. Uh, Lakers, in my opinion, are the team to beat across the board. They they look strong. Obviously, they have two con, con, two amazing players. I'm just trying to make up words here. Contankerous? I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, they have two amazing players. Uh, they look like an amazing team. So I definitely think the Lakers are the team to beat in the West. And looking over into hockey now. Whoa. Sorry, hockey's always a little bit slow here. All right. Uh, the Bruins, uh, this is Saturday, by the way. We're going to go back the last two game, two days. And now we're, where did we go? Now we're somewhere else. Bruins got a win over the Red Wings, 4-1. to one. Predators beat the Blues, 4-3. to three. Uh, the Lightning, they got a win over the Flyers, 5-3. to three. Oilers beat the Panthers, 4-1. to one. Sharks got a win over the Wild, 2-0. Stars, they beat the Canadians, 4-3. to three. Maple Leafs got a win over the Senators, 4-2. to two. Kings beat the Avs, 3-1. to one. Blackhawks got a win over the Flames, 8-2-4. Eight goals for the Blackhawks. They are, uh, they've been playing well. Co- Coyotes. The Coyotes, mate! Oh god, that was so terrible. Coyotes beat the Capitals 3 to 1 and the uh, Islanders lost. Woohoo! Islanders lost to the Golden Knights 1 nothing. Pretty interesting uh low-scoring game there. <laughs> the Coyotes. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be laughing about that for like 5 weeks. I am so sorry you you had to hurt me. You had to hurt me say that. Uh, let's look at Sunday. Penguins got a win over the Red Wings, 5-1. to one. Bruins beat the Rangers, 3-1. Oilers getting a win over the Hurricanes, 4-3. to three. The Ducks, they won. They have five. If I could scroll down a little bit, I could tell you who they played and how many goals it was. Looks like the Canucks only had one goal. Ducks got the win in that one. Uh, Senators beat the Stars in overtime, 4-3. to three. Devils beat the Blue Jackets, 4-3. to three. Predators, they got a win over the Blues, 2-1. to one. Sabres beat the Maple Leafs, 5-2. to two. And the Jets beat the Blackhawks, 3-2-2. Two, two. Lot of exciting action there. I always love it to uh, see the Penguins win. Rangers, the new uh, non-Henrik Lundqvist era, is not beginning the way they would have liked uh, you know, they, they finally opted to go younger, and uh, Lundquist is, is probably going to end up either retiring or maybe we'll see him play somewhere else. Today's games, the Capitals are losing right now to the Golden Knights 2-0. Two to, two Flames beat the Ducks 6-4. to four. Coyotes, how did I say that the first time? Well, they got a win over the Islanders 2-1. to one. Panthers, they beat the Sharks 5-3, to three, and then the Lightning and Avalanche play a late one tonight. And looking at the standings now, the Bruins are on top in the Atlantic. Lightning keep inching closer. They've won 10 straight games. Bruins are still 9-1 in their last 10. They're playing phenomenally right now. They've only lost two regulation games at home. But the story has been the Lightnings. They, the Lightnings. 
They were in, they were so far down the bottom of the barrel and they've clawed their way up now to the point where they're only three points behind the Bruins. Meanwhile, the Bruins at one point looked totally unreachable and now that's proving to not be true. Maple Leafs in third, Panthers in fourth, and then you got the Sabres, Canadians, Senators, and Red Wings. In the Metro, you got the Capitals up there with 79. The Penguins, they're 7-2 in their last 10, 7-2-1. Uh, they're only one point behind the Capitals now for first place in the Metropolitan. The Islanders, they're starting to stumble a little bit. So are the Blue Jackets, and then you got the Flyers, Hurricanes, Rangers, and the Devils. Right now, if the season were to end, your two wildcard teams would be the Blue Jackets and the Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, if they were to play, you know, I think it would be the Flyers versus the Bruins. And you got the uh, the the Blue Jackets would be playing the uh, the Capitals, uh, Penguins and Islanders, and then you got the Lightning and the Maple Leafs. And realistically, based on what I'm seeing, I always go with the hotter team. I think the Lightning are uh, are Lightning hot right now, and uh, I think they'll make their way through the Atlantic pretty easily, including the Boston Bruins. Sorry to all my Boston fans, I still like the Lightning better at the moment. Uh, moving into the Metro, and and you could tell me I'm biased till you're blue in the face. But uh, I think the Penguins are going to beat up on the Islanders, especially after last year when the Islanders got the best of them. Um, I think the Penguins are going to beat up the, on the Islanders. And anytime the Penguins and Capitals meet in the second round, 9 out of 10 times, it goes to the Penguins. i got to go with history on that one. Penguins playing the Lightning. And then, uh, boy, that's a toss-up. I, still th- I think the Lightning are the best team in hockey at the moment. So I would say the Lightning might be your Stanley Cup uh at this point in time, I'm saying the Lightning will at least get there for the East. Moving into the West, you got the the Star, the Blues, the Stars, uh, both tied with 74. This is the Central, by the way. Um, the Colorado Avalanche at 72, Nashville Predators 65, Jets at 65, Wild at 61, and the Blue Blackhawks at 60. Blackhawks were looking great two weeks ago. Uh, they were really pushing themselves up there, and now they've they've gone right back to the bottom. Uh, this has been a not so great conference. And I, and I think it, uh, realistically, um, maybe it's just the teams have been evenly matched. I mean, the blues have lost five straight games, but they still hold on to first place. The stars are, are pushing right now. They're six and 10 avalanche are, are seven and three. Uh, so the blues have given up really high positioning here and it could really go to anybody in the central in the Pacific. This is the, this has been such a log jam all season. The Oilers Canucks, uh, Knights, Flames, and Coyotes are all, are all two points from first place in that conference, which shows you really in that division how evenly matched it is right now. Uh, Oilers have won six of their last ten. Uh, that's more than any other team in that division, so Oilers have the slight advantage. Um, if the season were to end today, your two wildcard teams would be the Flames and the Coyotes. So even though all those teams are so close, you know, one game for the Coyotes and they could be in first place, um, they would end up as the wildcard playing the Blues. You'd have the Flames playing the Oilers, the Knights and the Canucks, and then you'd have the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche. I personally, uh, if I'm looking at the central side of things, obviously the Blues have the history, um... But the Avalanche, I think, have a lot of young talent that can take them far in the playoffs. The Stars are good, for sure. Um, I would pick the Avalanche out of those four teams. It's very hard to repeat. Um, I think the Blues certainly beat up on the Coyotes. But after that, I think St. Louis has a real shot. Uh, I mean, Colorado has a real shot. If you're looking at the Pacific... Oilers are are obviously very good. Golden Knights uh, have a lot of playoff experience. In fact, 
all, out of all those teams, Golden Knights have the most playoff experience of the last couple of years um, with the Sharks, the Ducks, the Kings all out of it. Um, they're very unlikely to make the playoffs. So I would go with the Golden Knights. Um, I could see the Flames beating the Oilers in this one or the Oilers beating the Flames. Either way, one of those two random Canadian teams is actually going to make it to the second round. Um, and again, a lot can change between now and then. But I like the Golden Knights for the Pacific overall. Uh, Golden Knights or Avalanche, it's kind of a toss-up here. I'd probably go with the Avalanche just because Marc-Andre Fleury's history in the playoffs uh, more recently beyond, yes, they got to the Stanley Cups a couple years ago, two years ago, but uh, I'd go with the Avalanche. Um, just a guesstimate. Let's talk about the trade deadline. A couple big trades uh, that have happened so far already. Lightning and the Devils swap Lee Coleman for Nolan Foote, along with a uh, first-round pick, uh, conditional first-round pick from Vancouver. Uh, a couple days ago, the Islander... No, wait, was this today? What's today? Yeah, this was today. Uh, Islanders and Devils traded Andy Green for David Quinneville and a uh, 21 second-round pick. Penguins and Minnesota Wild. This was uh, probably the, the biggest trade so far. Uh, the Penguins received Jason Zucker, while the Wild get Alan Galchenyuk. Um, Galchenyuk. Uh, really Galchenyuk hasn't been anything special for the Penguins, but he has, he has a history of being a fantastic player. Um, they were really hoping they'd get more for him on the ice. They did not. Jason Zucker, um, has been fantastic in the past for the wild, you know, scoring anywhere from 30 to 60 points in a season. Um, pairing a guy like that with Sidney Crosby or Malkin, and hopefully they build some chemistry quickly and, uh, Zucker ends up being a, a premier player for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, you also had a trade uh, a couple days earlier. This is probably over a week ago now. Uh, Maple Leaves and Kings, Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford going to the leave. Sorry, uh, sorry about that. There was a little bit of a uh, mix-up with the, the recording device. I actually got cut off there. I, I really didn't have too much more to say. So we're just going to move on. Um, NHL, uh, the, the ESPN put out a list of players that you should be keeping our eye on at the trade deadline for the NHL. Uh, Mikhail Grunlin is one of them. Grunlin for the uh, the uh, Nashville Predators. He's having a great season. Um, he's He's getting near the end of a contract. Nashville's not going anywhere this season. There's a good chance he's on the move. Same thing with uh, with Jean Gabriel Pajot. Uh, he is a fantastic player, fantastic center, and somebody you're you're gonna want on your team. Uh, Evan Rodriguez. Um, some players with a little bit more meat in their contract. You have David Backus, who's not having a great season for Boston. Uh, Jeff Carter, who's uh, been around the block a while. He's doing pretty good right now. Uh, Kyle Turris. Uh, so let's see other wingers. These are some wingers that are that are currently uh, approaching the end of their contract. Just Jasper Jasper Fast, uh, who has about twenty something points, twenty two points right now with the Rangers. He's a certainly a player that uh, that could thrive in another environment. Rangers don't really have any uh, any big name players uh, feeding him the puck, so um, I think he might do well elsewhere. Michael Froelich, uh, Gallinchuk, who we just talked about, was ended up traded, but there's a good chance the Wild could flip him again, um, or they'll hold on to him. Mike Hoffman, Melker Carlson, uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. You know when they uh, when they brought Kovalchuk up to the Canadians, again they I don't think they expected him to stick around, but he's had 15 goals and 15 assists or something along those lines since he's joined them. I, I think he's been a, a very very capable player. What's his stat line right now? He's 20. Sorry. 21 points. Uh, so I think he had 15 points maybe since joining the team. Um, 
There's a there's a chance the Canadians might hold on to him. Chris Kreider, this is a huge one. This is probably the best player the Rangers have. Um, Kreider has 38 points this season. He could be a star on another team. Um, the Rangers might hold on to him as a sense of, you know, we want to... Um, we're not ready to rebuild, or they can trade him away and start that rebuilding process very early. I apologize. I just got to fix something with my screen. We're good. Uh, Trevor Lewis is another name on that list. Connor Sheary this is an interesting one for Buffalo. Having probably the worst season of his career, although he does have 17 points. He's 27 years old. He's just about to enter his prime. The guy, though, has two Stanley Cups under his belt, both with the Penguins. He's a fast winger. Um, definitely the type of player who, who you'd want on your team played very well with Sidney Crosby in the playoffs. So, uh, Wade Simmons, Wade Simmons is on that list. Craig Smith, uh, Tyler Toffel. Uh, we know Blake Coleman was already traded. Ryan Donato, Michael Grabner, a couple guys for the Maple Leafs, Andres Johnson and, uh, Kasperi Kapanen. Um, who else? Andres Case, Kyle Palmieri, Brandon Sad. Sad always, he's always jumping around the lead. Thomas Titer. Uh, some defensemen, Mark Braun, Barowicki, Bar, Bar, uh, Zach Bugo, Bogosian. He ended up being, uh, they, they brought him down to the AHL, and then uh, he didn't show up. And so the uh, Sabres are pretty ticked off about that. I think they ended up giving him a hefty fine or a suspension. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, 42 points this season. Great, great defenseman. Really the, the type of guy that uh, he's looking for a big contract. Rangers have been hesitant. And uh, based on what they do with Kreider, is probably going to determine what they end up doing with him too. Um, so he could be on the move. Michael Del Zotto, uh, Dylan DeMello, Brandon Dillon. Who else? Mike Green, Gustafson, uh, Ron Hainsey. Uh, Hainsey's got a lot of experience under his belt too. Uh, Marco Scandella, Sam Vatanen, Matt Dumba, Jake Gardner for the uh, the Hurricanes. Ghost Bear, you know, uh, uh, Gostas Bear for the Flyers. He had that 152-point season. Looked like the uh, sky was the limit for him, and he hasn't really recreated that magic. He's the type of guy who needs a new, he needs a change of scenery, and I think he could uh, thrive in a different environment. Uh, Josh Manson, Alec Martinez, uh, some goaltenders out there, Corey Crawford or Robin Lehner, each any one of them could go. Same with uh, Jonathan Bernier or Jimmy Howard. Uh, and then some vets who probably won't go anywhere, but there's a possibility like Max Domi, Ryan Getlaff, Tyler Hall just recently traded to the Coyotes. The chance they're going to flip him is very slim, but the Coyotes, you never know. P.K. Subban, not much left in the tank. Uh, The Devils may decide to move on with him. 30 years old, 30 years old, and he's uh, just not fitting in well with New Jersey. I think a new system might, might be necessary. And Jumbo, Joe Thornton. We all thought this was going to be his last chance at the Stanley Cup, and the Sharks don't look like they're going to make the playoffs with him on that team. He may end up getting traded somewhere in hopes to uh, win the Cup elsewhere, but uh, who knows. All right, with that, uh, let's take a commercial break. When we turn, XFL action. Look, is that an X with my hands? I don't even know. All right, XFL action. We're going to talk all about it, plus uh, baseball talk. So stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports. We're going to be right back. Silent now, as opposed to when the Saints have the ball. Oh, look at this run! What a run! Marshawn Lynch! Still on his feet! Has blockers now! He's 
Hello friends, I'm Nick Drago. Yes, you know me from Sports 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 with Nick Drago. But did you know I had another podcast? It's true. I do. It's called Big Spoon, Little Spoon. Myself and my good buddy Jamie Grum like to discuss, well, everything. Random topics from the future to the Wild West to what the heck are lanternflies. We talk about it all. So if you're interested in some fun and entertaining entertainment, join us on Big Spoon, Little Spoon. We pick a random topic out of the hat. We talk about it, knowing no knowledge of what it's going to be before we pick that topic out of the hat. And then we do a little bit of research, come back and see what we learned. So if you're interested, check us out. Again, it's called Big Spoon, Little Spoon. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting apps. You can find us on YouTube, on the Facebook. Um, You can also email us with ideas that you want us to talk about on the show. Email us at uh, wehateforks at gmail.com. Again, wehateforks at gmail.com. Plus, we got volume two coming out in the new year. So check back at the end of uh, January. At the end of January, we're going to have some new episodes for you. But you can check out volume one in the meantime, right in here. Well, not right here, but right now at this moment. Just not after you finish this podcast, then, then go listen to that one. All right. Thanks, friends. Hope you enjoy the rest of this show. But there's another good one out there, too. All right. I'm done now. And XFL action returns this weekend. And I, I got to say, I'm super excited for uh, for the XFL. Um, you know, it just seems like in the past, these, these leagues that popped up weren't very popular or, um, I don't know, they just, they, they're just something missing from them. And it was mostly fans. But from what I've gathered, fans seem to be into the XFL. Like there, there are people I wouldn't expect to be watching springtime football that are watching springtime football now. Um, so th- it makes me feel at least this league could last more than one season, unlike the AAFL, the AL, AAL last season, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Last season's little spring football experiment. The XFL could be here to stay. So uh, this weekend's games, the uh, New York Guardians and the DC Defenders, uh, DC 127 nothing. Uh, Seattle beat Tampa Bay 17 to nine. Dallas beat uh, Los Angeles 25 to 18, and the Battle Hawks lost. Such a close game. The Roughnecks, uh, Houston Roughnecks, beat the Seattle Battle Hawks 28 to 24. Really, what this weekend boiled down to was the XFL is is awesome. People are enjoying the play, but the quarterback situation is a problem. Matt McGloin's really become a um, really become a poster child for this whole thing uh, during a game during his game against the uh, against DC so he's the, uh, the current quarterback for um, for the New York Guardians um, he's been in the NFL he's he's at least the most one of the most recognizable names on any of their rosters uh, and he's not translating very well to the XFL. Uh, and so after the game, you know, he threw, he threw two interceptions, didn't get any points on the board. Um, 
what's interesting about the XFL is that they do these sideline interviews. So throws an interception, all of a sudden XFL comes over, they do start doing the sideline interview, and he went off. He's not very happy with the way his team's been playing. He kept saying they need to make adjustments at halftime. Uh, I heard, this was a, I didn't actually hear this comment myself, but this was through third party that he said something about um, that that the uh, something about the the offense. Uh, it's like the worst offense he's ever played for, and uh, obviously the coaches are pretty ticked off about that. Good luck getting the rest of your players to play with you uh, in the future, buddy, because that's those comments might hurt you in the in the going forward. Um, so quarterback play honestly hasn't been great. Most of the, none, not a single one of these quarterbacks has been any type of impressive and show that, you know, they don't play up to the level of a starting QB in the NFL. But again, we also have to understand this is an amateur league. Um, you know, you could call it professional. Absolutely. But, uh, in the end, this, this, these are amateur players. They wouldn't make it on an NFL roster, which is why they're here. They're trying to get themselves on an NFL roster. So, all right, let's move on to baseball. Spring training's going great right now so far. I'm excited. I'm going to two tr- spring training games in a couple weeks. Um, so I'll have to report to you guys on that one. Um, a lot of players, though, are speaking out against the punishments against the Houston Astros. Uh, I personally think the Astros should have at least had an asterisk, t- take that World Series away from them. I don't know. Take Altuve's MVP away from him. You don't have to give it to Aaron Judge, but he should not own that MVP award. Um, so I have to agree with a lot of players that MLB, after all the, the, the cheating with steroids and everything else is now saying that this is okay. That, you know, essentially, well, it's okay if you cheat playing, you know, stealing signs because you, you, nothing will happen to you, the player, just the, uh, just the coach and the general manager and anybody else in upper management that's involved, you know, because the only ones who, who really have been punished were Cora, uh, well, Cora was fired. Beltron, Beltron was fired. Um, AJ Hinch and and um, he got a year long suspension along with the GM for the Astros. So that's where the the front office staff is the one that's suffering for this, not the players. Altuve, Bregman, they're all out there playing. Um, t- other you know teammates of theirs who have gone to other teams have admitted, yeah, this this was going on. This was going on this you know this past year, two years ago, three years ago. Um, since Hitch has been there, the Astros have been doing it. A, I'm going to be very interested to see how they do now without this system in place. Uh, maybe they'll still win 100 games. Maybe they're still that great team because they have a lot of fantastic players. Um, but I don't know. I do not know. Uh, what I can say is that a lot of people are ticked off, especially at, at uh, Rob Manfred, the uh, commissioner. Um, stating that, you know, some players, uh, I know Justin Turner was saying this the other day, um, but they're basically saying that he's out of touch with uh, the players, with the league, with baseball itself. Um, you know, some people are, are maybe hoping he ends up leaving, stepping down, fired, whatever, but, uh, out of touch. That's what they're saying about Rob Manfred. All right. We're going to end the show here today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, friends. Always a pleasure to have, uh, such lovely people, Watching on the program. Special thanks as usual to Johanna Drago. She is the content editor, logo designer, and set designer of this podcast. The music you hear is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Link to his website can be found in the show notes. Special thanks as usual to Joe Calabro, Mary Kay Albert, our social media warriors out there. 
Um, thanks for liking our stuff, commenting, sharing, all that uh, fun juju. We really appreciate it. If you like what you heard, find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. You can also email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Mm, was there anything else I wanted to add? I'm not so sure. Okay, anyway, like, comment, share, Twitter at me, tweet, tweet, and send me all the good, happy vibes that we need uh, going forward. I'm always happy for some happy vibes. I don't even know. Uh, Also, check out Big Spoon, Little Spoon. Myself and Jamie Grum had a great uh, talk last week about uh, touch therapy. You know, I'm a physical therapist during my daytime job, and so touch therapy falls in line with some of the things that I like to talk about. So, really exciting stuff there. Um, all right, all right, I'm done talking. Thank you so much for stopping by. Always a pleasure. And of course, I can do it because now my voice is back. Caw-caw!